we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, back from my travels on the road in my RV. She is Simone Roche, MBE, our great leader of Northern Power Women. In, of course, I don't even know what to say, Simone. Tier one, tier three, tier fifty-seven B in Liverpool. Watching as I am from the states, I don't really understand. What is going on? Well, it is tears before bedtime over here. And, <laughs> and before that, you can tell. I've been waiting to say that for a full eight days or so. We've missed you. We've missed you in Northern Power Women podcast world. Did you have some break? Please tell me there was some R&R in your R&V. There was a little bit of R&R in the RV. The RV was essentially bigger than I think the first flat I ever lived in. Uh, It was utterly tremendous. Quite terrifying driving it off the driveway onto the freeway here in Phoenix. But once you were out in the countryside, I mean, driving through landscape that just made your jaw drop, stopping on the side of the road to make our sarnies and sit and eat them. And it was glorious and wonderful and I felt dead 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 lucky only three days but it's one of those that just resets resets you so we talked about staycations and sort of mini vacations close to home on this podcast before and oh they work a trick they really do well we can't go anywhere because uh Liverpool's in tier three Manchester Yorkshire Lancashire actually pretty much everything that's not the north it's really challenging us. And I think, you know, the clocks have just gone back. So there is a whole sort of sense of that. Um, I think I heard um, oh, a broadcaster, Kate Garraway, she, her phrase the other way is like, like going into a tier three, it's like going into the Hotel California. You check into it and you're never going to come out. And I'm, and I'm mm. saying it with some, I feel a bit glib, you know, sort of saying it that yeah. way. But it just, it feels, um, when we had... Um, Ganan on on last week's podcast, we we'd just gone in, and I, I you know I said I, I struggled with it because yeah. I think when Liverpool, Liverpool were the only one in tier three, it felt very I just wasn't I don't know it just felt really surreal, and now um, we're all it just seems to be we're going into it for the long haul, and what I don't think is helping is the the politics that is sitting round it. Uh, it's not even sitting; it's shouting the language, the tone, and you know you're only a week and a half away from an election. It's a, there just seems to be this. It's the same as what actually probably the um, Brexit vote and the election four years ago. That whole rhetoric and language and nastiness um, that is just circulating at the moment just seems really, really, really toxic. Um, So I think that sort of twinned with a tier lockdowns and uncertainty, more uncertainty over jobs, real, you know, people, we're talking poverty, we're talking, never mind, look forward to Christmas, can't afford Christmas, you know, it's there's just yeah. so much, so much awful things around there that um, we could, could dig ourselves a really big sad hole here. But I think, 
I think for me, I think this more than ever is when the North needs to do what it does best, which is to come together and not let the the media or politics try and get people finger pointing at each other about different uh, narratives and different deals and them and us and create an even bigger divide than 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 there already is. So I think we have to come together and go right. Let us get together and let us see how we can support our way out of this, if you like, and through this, shall we say. 100%. And I think it's also very, very important to remember that you talked about money and you talked about a lot of people face, facing really some financial crunch time for a lot of families. And I think even if you're still in work, I think a lot of people are feeling very thankful and grateful if they're still receiving all of their salary, because, of course, so many of us are not. However, there is still something that that flagged up for me this week, and that's the increased cost to you from working from home. Because it's your electricity bill, your water if you're on a water meter, your gas bill. And as as we get colder and colder in the UK, of course, your heating goes on. And whereas you used to turn your heating off at 8.30 when you left the house in the morning or whatever time you left and put it back on for 4.30 so it was toasty when you got back at 5.36. Now, of course, it it's, can be on in theory all day. This is going to really put fuel bills up for a lot of families at a time when, as we said, everyone's struggling. I don't know if you're aware of this, but did you know there's a there's a scheme where you can claim up to six pounds a week back for working on home? And you might go six quid for goodness sake. That's nothing. But I mean, it's still 65 quid a year or hundred and there's another way you can you can claim through the government where you get 62 pounds a year or 124 pounds if you're a higher taxpayer and six pounds a week for other schemes. You can get this via your employer. So it's really worth checking out whether your employer does offer this. And if not, you can claim that slightly lower rate via the government. So really do do check that out, please, because it might not seem a small, you know, it might only seem a little amount of money, but it all adds up. And especially if you're in a couple and we are going to have these higher bills this year. Oh, my God. And it all does add up. We wouldn't walk over that in the street, would we? No. We wouldn't walk on by that. No. We'd go, ooh, ooh, what we do with this? So actually, I'll give it to someone else. I'll pay it forward to someone else or or I'll eat myself or, or whatever. So, yeah, I wasn't aware of that. So I need to look at that for my team yeah. as well because we've always worked from home yes. um, um, as well. So, yep, yeah, wasn't aware of that. So we will we need to source out that information and we will share that, uh, share the links to that once we find that. But, yeah, absolutely. We've Brilliant. just got to. Every little helps. Now, listen, I want to talk about mentoring because I know you want to talk about mentoring. Tomorrow, of course, is a big day in the mentoring calendar. And as ever, Northern Power Women, there's been loads going on. Always. I mean, mentoring is always at the heart of what we do. Uh, Tomorrow, National Mentoring Day. Um, Last week, we held a, gosh, a a faux live event, actually, um, with United Utilities as part of our partnership with them. We held a carousel mentoring event at Bridgewater High School over in Warrington. Um, We had 25 mentors per, sorry, one mentor per group of four students. The mentors were virtual. Uh, Myself, Northern, uh, Northern Power Man and um, Dave from MSP, our production guys, they were at yeah. the school. We were fully PPE'd and masked up. Brilliant. Um, and it was it was amazing. It was total carnage in many respects because it was a <laughs> bit like, don't, don't work with children and small animals. It was don't work with children and, and technical. And it was, you know what, it was absolutely not perfect. And I normally beat myself up about, you know, when things when they're not perfect. Yeah. And, you know, um, but the, we've had amazing feedback from the kids. And, you know, Northern Power Man was bothered because it's like, oh, they weren't all engaged. And I'm like, when we've done the live events, you can't 
have a whole room of 80, you know, year 10. So we're 14, 15 here that are totally engaged. Um, you know, it's just not. And it was also the session after lunch. Come on. You know, it's, it was a tricky one. So but we had uh, we had a sort of debrief with our mentors afterwards. And, you know, obviously they rotate round, so they have different conversations. But what was interesting is the feedback that we've got. It was you think sometimes that they're, they're not taking it in. But the big thing that jumped out for me was. It's so amazing to know that there's people out there who who have our back and who want to help. And I think that extravaganza of 100, I can't, it's not the right word, 160 young people in a room and, and mentors back on Zoom. And then with a and then with a, a hardwired Internet connection going down. So totally oh screwed the Zoom rooms and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, that's why we have professionals to work with. But what was amazing was, is, again, was that feedback was, you know, it was almost like we thought we were just the class of 20 that have been, you know, 2020. We're all in education. There's nothing down for us. We're going to be that lost generation. But there was that real hope yeah. by our mentors that gave up that couple of hours to to battle with technology and very noisy, distracted teenagers. But it made a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. So I think that demonstration last week was just really special for me you know for people to know that they've got some skill that they can that they've got skills that they can share and swap in and you yeah. know inspire and motivate and um, the young people I said because it will take off in a couple of days won't it for them to kind of get through and the biggest thing for me was actually this was probably the first time these young people have had sort of that engagement with business people in a long while because it is being it's being cut out because it can't be managed and so I think the fact that we did it uh, me personally, that you know, we got the feedback. Well, thank you for thank you for just battling through and making it happen. And so, uh, yeah, that big shout out to all of our mentors. Big shout out to the to the young people in the school, and big shout out to Dave from MSP Global, who was an absolute gem when it came to rewiring twenty odd iPads in the moment. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such a hard a hard thing to try and make engaging. I hear what what Northern Power Man Rob was saying about, oh, not everyone was engaged. But goodness me, to have even one person engaged, which I know you had a lot, lot, lot more than that, in that remote environment is so is so difficult and especially when you've got something that in person can be so electric and not being able to feel that energy in the room which you would have felt in person I think is is always challenging for the presenter I mean I've done a few sort of virtual keynote speech type appearances uh, over the last six months or so and, and you kind of look at the faces on zoom and you think is is anyone engaged is anyone really listening you yeah. know it can be a little bit um it can be a bit difficult and confusing so yeah I, 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 I think I think good on you and I think the thing about mentoring, last week we've had, uh, gosh, we've had now nearly 300 uh, students sign up from Liverpool John Moore's uh, University, which is fantastic. They're business Amazing. students. Um, and so, again, there's different types of mentoring. We, you know, we had this hybrid version last week. We're now going to have these coffee break drop in. So I... And, and I, I often get people, even our mentors from the, the live or the virtual event last week will go, gosh, what can I give? It's, you know, imposter syndrome strikes again. Of course. So what I would always say is there's always something that you can share. There's always something. And if you don't fancy that virtual one, what about a 25 minute, you know, sort of telephone call or, a you know, a, a video chat with someone, which is just about swapping a few sound bites or, you know, top tips around whether it be CV, virtual interview experience, because, you know, 
we can't stop this and wait for things to get back to normal because we're not we're not there and a long way away from there and we're going to even when the new world of work comes to play there's still going to be a lot of virtual in play so mm. i i would urge any of you out there you've all got something that you can give and offer regardless of your age background experience you know it could be uh, you know, a young person from a, you know, disadvantaged community or, or, or someone who's got caring responsibilities that hasn't got the chance to look at. So, that, so just put yourselves forward. We've got a whole campaign this week on our power platform. So please sign up, whether or not you've got 20 minutes to spare or you've got time for a three month program, please, please get involved. And if you want help and you would like a mentor, again, register. It's all free. Do it, do it, absolutely. And just remind everyone of the website, Simone. It's power-platform.com and go to the tab that tells you stories and you'll see mentoring there. Please do get involved because it really makes a difference. Smashing. Let's have some life lessons. And today's or this week's life lessons, actually, are from someone I think is just absolutely terrific. I've been lucky enough to meet her a number of times. And there are certain people you meet in the world and they've just got that great sparkiness and energy and drive about them. And for me, Annie is one of those people. Tell us about her. Oh, Annie Mabako, she she is she's a really warm human being and she is, you know, she's a diversity equity inclusive consultant. She helps teams design inclusive processes. But the thing I love about Annie is it it was just I think just before her 30th birthday, she decided to sort of step away from the world of banking of which she was in and move into diversity and technology. And she was like, I'm gonna go back to the start and retrain. And that's a big bold decision. So she's yeah. got some brilliant life lessons for her this week. Here's Hi, I'm Annie Mbako, a consultant specialising in inclusive processes. What's one piece of advice that has really stuck with you? So a few years ago, I came across a quote from an author and I stuck it on my wall. It says, lean into who you already are instead of living up to the expectation of others. So for me, that's particularly relevant in this day and age, because in a world where we live on social media, it's easier than ever to subconsciously let other people influence you. You really have to work hard to become and stay your own person. So I'd recommend to start spending more time with yourself to make sure that you know what your values are, you know where your boundaries are. All of this will contribute to making your life easier because once you know what your values and your boundaries are, you can start attracting the things that bring you joy and fulfillment. What advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? So for everyone starting their career, I would say you need to be a hungry learner and you need to be humble at that. It's highly likely that you're going to have to change careers or industries or both several times throughout your career these days. So having that variety of experience and skills is definitely going to make you more resilient and adaptable. And those two things, being resilient and adaptable, are the key to having stability. So we've all seen a multitude of pandemics across the world, multitude of economic crises. They are just going to become more common occurrences Anything can happen at any time. You're resilient and adaptable. You'll be able to survive and have a less turbulent career. What difference did having a mentor make to you? Having a mentor meant that I was able to jump a few hoops sooner 
them I thought. They also helped me to organize my thoughts and inadvertently boosted my confidence. Sometimes I wasn't sure of myself or I wasn't sure of the ideas or the things that I was going to do. And even though I had all the elements together, my mentors always helped me to put things to, together and put me at ease. I would also um, recommend that you have mentors, different mentors for different things. You don't necessarily have to have the same person um, for a prolonged period of time or for everything. In fact, I think that's not possible. So yes, definitely have different, different mentors for different things. When have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it? To be perfectly honest, I face imposter syndrome on a weekly basis. And it's really linked to the times when I challenge myself or I have to be in a new environment or learn something new. And that's happening a lot at the moment. And when I'm in that kind of situation, I have a little mantra that I say to myself in my head after I take a deep breath and just get myself to the point where I start doing and I find that the imposter syndrome melts away. So the mantra is, I'm smart. I'm strong. I can do anything. It's amazing how a few words can change your whole psychology and physiology and help you get over those little humps. So I'd recommend that if you can find a little mantra to say to yourself, um, I'd highly recommend it. If you had a chance to change a decision in your career, what would it be? If I could go back, I definitely would have started a business or a side hustle much, much earlier. I didn't realize how much I love autonomy and how much I love new challenges and learning new things and variety until only recently. I think my career, my career overall would have been happier if I'd have discovered that and realized that from the word go. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that I would change. I remember actually telling one of my mentors that I don't like to be managed by people. And that was quite early on. That should have been a sign to me that um, I needed to try something different. But yeah, as I said, convention just takes you over. But definitely that is something that I would encourage people to do. Try doing a side hustle or doing your own thing. Thank you so much to Annie and Bako and it's like Simone she knew we were talking about mentoring on this episode I told you she was good do you know she is fantastic she talks about it's really important to have different mentors for different things yeah. don't think everything has to sit with one person and I love the other uh, phrase that she talks about is you know lean in to who you are you don't have to live up to the expectations that others are, have of you and I just thought Oh, wow. You know, and you're like, I need to practice me some of that. Oh, my gosh. Every week, genuinely, every week, there is at least one moment in the life lessons where I go, ha, I'm writing that one down in my little notebook because there is just such brilliant wisdom. And if you're listening and you feel the same, please get in touch with yours because I bet you're thinking, well, I don't have anything possibly interesting to say. That's called imposter syndrome. Kick that out your car door now. We're not interested in that. We do want to hear from you. Anything you have to say, you will be surprised at how it resonates with other people. So please, please, please get in touch with us. Just send us an email, podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Just put life lessons in the little subject line. We'll get in touch and tell you what to do. It's dead easy. It'll take you five minutes and it really will impact so many thousands of people. So please, please, please do get in touch and we would love to hear from you. Hooray! 
Um, I want to talk about clocks. You mentioned clocks, Simone. So your clocks, so spring forward, fall back, right? That's it. Always remember it that way. Clocks don't change in Phoenix. It's really strange. We are the only time zone in the US of A that doesn't change its clocks, which is is really bizarre because we do our time is mountain standard time so not mountain time that's been very confusing over the past year when people have said oh you're mountain time and I've gone yeah sounds right no it's not I'm still getting used to the fact that within the same country I have different time zones so if I'm working with someone I'll say I'll get it to you by three o'clock they go what time and I'll go three o'clock they go yeah but what time and I go three o'clock they go what time zone and I go oh yeah (laughs) so at the moment um well we we were uh affiliated or, or whatever alongside pacific time until last week. So we were the same time as LA, San Francisco, San Diego, all those big sort of, uh, all those big cities along the Pacific coast. So Pacific time, we, at Mountain Standard Time, were the same time as them. So we were three hour difference to New York, eight hours difference to the UK. Even though my clocks didn't change on my phone, on my wrist, on my cooker, not, my clocks did not change. We are now affiliated Mountain Standard Time to mountain time (laughs) so we are now an hour difference to LA and an hour difference to Pacific time we're only two hours uh, behind New York and only seven hours behind the UK but as I said our clocks haven't changed it's really confusing so I think there needs to be a quiz on that so (laughs) (laughs) that really does I tell you it's as I said I still can't quite get over the fact that people will say speak to you at noon and I'll go but when noon? Because noon for you is different noon for me, even though we're in the same country and only 200 miles away. It's very confusing. <sighs> I also want to talk about Christmas, Simone. Now, Christmas this year is going to be so tough for so, so many people, of course, because of lockdown and tears and confusion. And look, I, I'm you, you know that I don't eat meat and I've not eaten meat for sort of 14 years or something. So... Uh, even though this isn't for me, I understand that turkey is a big part of Christmas for a lot of people. It's that tradition, isn't it? And it's that feeling of normalcy. And this is what we do on Christmas Day. We put a bird in the oven and it's part of our table, blah, blah, blah. So, as I said, not for me, but I appreciate that a lot of people like this. There's genuinely, I was reading this week, going to be a big problem with people getting turkeys for Christmas because of covid A lot of the workers, the EU workers who were normally brought in to process the meat, which is a very polite way of saying things we won't go into, um, they haven't been able to come over because of the quarantine and the restrictions on travel because of COVID. So there might be an issue with people getting turkeys on their table for Christmas, which, as I said, I I would say, well, okay, we'll maybe go without one this year. But I understand for a lot of people that's going to be quite upsetting because it is that feeling of this is how things are. Yeah, and I think everyone's second guessing, you know, as we're in the tears and the rule of six and then no inside, you know, everyone is really, you know, concerned. In fact, just before I think Liverpool went in, there was a video message and it was a guy going, uh, all right, love, I'll see you in the new year then. And I'm like, oh, my God, just like... We're kind of resigned to having it on our own. We're going to go and see Northern Power Nana, uh, Rob's mum. Um, but we can't have turkey there because she doesn't have an oven. So we won't be using oh the turkey. Oh, my gosh, really? uh, so, so it's, yeah, it's bizarre. So it'll be a microwave meal on Christmas Eve and then back to back. to the, But you know what? That's, that's our first world problem for us. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think there was a real... Uh, 
that is what you want. If you're a meat eater, the fact that you're not going to have that, it's almost like, and there's another thing. Exactly, uh, exactly and, that, uh, yeah. You know, so I, I'm, I'm worried. I'm just concerned. You're concerned about, you know, it's it's a bit, you know, it's the Christmas party. In fact, there was a picture last week someone shared on one of the WhatsApp groups and it was my sister, actually, she says, oh my God, Tesco are a bit ambitious, aren't they? And they've got all these glittery tops <laughs> on a rail and they're going, who's? Who's going to wear them? And then someone came back and went, it doesn't matter, they're tops. You know, because on the bottom, you'll have your joggers. <laughs> I think you need to wear that on a paddleboard. That's what I want to see you glammed up for your Christmas party, but on uh, your paddleboard out in the dock. There is a plan for Christmas Day on the paddleboard. You'll have to watch this space. <laughs> I'm now very excited. Christmas is back on, folks. I love it. Brilliant stuff. Look, thank you so, so much for listening. It has been amazing to have your company as ever this week. Please don't forget, we want to hear your life lessons podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. And of course, do get in touch with any questions, queries, notes, comments that you have. Leave us a review if you can, please, or do subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. The next episode will be coming your way on Monday, the 2nd of November. Until then, I'm Sam Walker. She's Simone Roche. The Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production. Oh, yeah.